Welcome into a quick timeout podcast. Today's guest is Joel Bunasar, NBA skills trainer and president of Impact Basketball. Coach Abunasar has trained thousands of players, including 130 draft picks, in his 20 years of basketball training. In this episode, he shares his five pillars of basketball training and talks about how you can implement those elements into your skills training. Before we get started, April marks a year since this podcast started up, and in that time, we've established a great base of listeners for which I am extremely grateful. As we start year two, I have a favor to ask. I've made it a purpose not to ask for your money or reviews or ratings or any of that, but what I will ask of you is if you enjoy this podcast, would you mind sharing it with just one or two of your coaching friends? We've had some incredible guests, and I have a lot more great interviews on the way. I'd love for more coaches to know about our podcast. And now, I hope you enjoy today's interview with Coach Joe Abunasar. It's great to have on the podcast today, basketball player development coach, Coach Joe Abunasar. Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Sure, thanks for having me on. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar, at least with your name, but but may not know your backstory. So could you kind of just share exactly how you get into coaching and the skills training? When I was in high school, I, I just I read a book called Season on the Brink about Coach Knight in Indiana and all the stuff going on there. And I, for whatever reason, to my parents' confusion, decided I wanted to be a college basketball coach. So I ended up uh, connecting with a five-star basketball camp, the old camp in the east, the Howard Garfinkel, and uh, working there. And from there, ended up going to Indiana to be a manager for Coach Knight and learning. One of my classmates was Lawrence Frank, and, and who's with president of the Clippers now, and a, a bunch of us were all there to really learn how to be coaches. So from there, I went to the University of Wyoming as a really young assistant coach, uh, excited, and spent four years there before in between jobs when I was getting ready to take another college job, I, I got an opportunity to work out a few players through a friend of mine who worked for an agent. Um, and, you know, I had always had a background in strength, conditioning, nutrition. Uh, personally, for me, you know, I'm in the consider myself in the fitness space as well as in the basketball space. So, you know, luckily for me, those clients were named Billups and Garnett and Al Harrington, Teron Liu. Uh, you know, those were the guys, Joe Smith, if you remember, who was from Maryland, number one pick in the draft in, I think, 95 or six. So I immediately started working those guys out. And I decided, you know what, this is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, remember, Tony, this was before there was, you know, a trainer on every corner. So this is basketball development and, and training was was very new. Uh, most NBA staffs didn't even do any of it. They had a, a you know a couple of assistant coaches and, and and other than that, that was that was it. So, you know, it's um it's something that I'm uh, I got into and, and I said, you know, this is kinda this is kinda rewarding. This is something that I really really enjoy doing and I decided not to go back to coaching and, and see what I could do with that. So, you know, from there I started training a ton of guys and traveling with them and running their summer basketball camps and you know, creating everything from nutrition programs to interacting with teams. You know, in, in I think in the late late nineties, I had a contract with with the Raptors and the and the Pacers and the Pistons. And you know, most of their guys were. This was in the in the summertime, if you can imagine. They didn't even have enough coaches to to you know work the guys out. Where today, you know, there's a coach for every player, so they sent them down to me. Um, and then in 2001, I opened up the basketball segment of IMG Academy. And, you know, they had tennis with Balateri and golf with Ledbetter and soccer and baseball. So I added basketball there uh, and really built the model that that impact now is. And, and obviously that IMG is now it's, it's grown and it's it's a much bigger place than when I when I started there in, in 2001. So, you know, that's that's the story. So from there in, in 2006, I opened up impact out in Los Angeles and our main building in Las Vegas. And and, and we just trained players of, you know, we, we took the pro model. 
and what we did with the NBA guys, and, and we do it for everyone. We do it for you know 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, uh, female players, male players, the junior college players, international teams, and really focusing on on the four pillars you know that we we call our 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 basic our basis for our development stuff so yeah that's how we got to where we are today and and now our main buildings in las vegas and we do stuff all over the world uh we're opening up something in india uh this september we're excited about and and it's it's been a lot of fun i would like you to kind of go in a little bit more into what you were just talking about there because like you said now there's a skills trainer on every corner so what makes impact basketball different from the other five million guys who are doing it <laughs> well, I mean, we, uh, you know, for me personally and for my staff, we have the amazing opportunity or, or blessing to have worked with the best in the world and know what works and what doesn't. So with that comes seeing every trend uh, come in and out of the game. I mean, this is 2020. My first year of training was 1998. So this is our 23rd year of developing and training players. I, I know why Garnett was Garnett and why other guys weren't Garnett. And what we've done is we've applied a very holistic approach to training. So what I mean by that is, you know, we understand we're all basketball coaches uh, on the on the basketball side and the people who design the programs. But we have experts in strength and conditioning. We have experts in nutrition. We have experts in mental conditioning. We have uh, experts in film breakdown. We have stretching people. So we've managed to to create. Uh, you know, we have a full-time nutritionist that that works with every player. You know, we have contracts with nutrition company with with Herbalife is a big partner of ours that we're doing research for them. So, we train the total player, and and it's 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 not you can go. You know, a kid can go to get a strength coach. He can go get a basketball trainer and do drills. He can go, you know, talk to someone. But we combine it all into one. And and what makes it very unique is that we understand the game. So a lot of times, guys are training with strength coaches and they don't really understand the movements of basketball. I mean, we, we designed the movements in basketball. We've been through all the different trends of the step back versus mid range, you know, no more post players. Right. So we understand the difference in how the body needs to react and how six eleven guys need to be trained today versus the way I trained Antonio Davis, Dale Davis, guys that were bangers, you know, that, that you just don't have a lot of bangers anymore. So well, what we think impact is very unique is, is the ability to take a player of any age and really have them understand the complete program and how to train and how to conduct, you know, their training program, not overtrain. We, you know, we have scientists on, on, you know, we say load management today. That doesn't, didn't mean much 10 years ago, but, you know, really not wearing a guy down. And people talk a lot about the NBA guys, younger guys getting injured. Well, I, I don't think there's any, you know, mystery that it correlates to more coaches, more work in the summer, more demand on the players. I mean, when I started, we'd give Billups a month off and then we'd gradually build him up and, and get him in. Now they're, they're going right away. You know, it's, it's a different deal. So that's really what's different about impact. And, and we, we, you know, if we need, we have guys that don't run properly. We have running coaches. We have specialists that can help it. But it all boils down to becoming a better basketball player. And that's where I think a lot of trainers miss the boat is that, you know, we got coaches that tell us, he, he, yeah, he works out. He does all, but he's just not any better, you know? And, and that's, you know, I had a son that I have a son, I have two sons where he's a freshman in college that, you know, I went through the whole EYBL Adidas gauntlet high school basketball. And, you know, it's interesting because now he sees, uh, you know, the differences in, in training and then becoming a better player. So you can train for a long time, but are you really becoming better on the court? Are you getting better results? Are you shooting the ball better? And that has a lot more to do with, the, the, than just basketball drills. So, you know, we don't get cute, Tony. You know, we don't we don't do a lot of uh, you know three ball stuff. I mean, we we break the game down. You know, our 
my, uh, my, my job with Kyle Lowry is the same job I have with the 10th graders. Like what shots are you getting in the game and how can we make those better? You know, what plays are you not making in the game and how can we make that better? So, you know, we don't, we're not trying to get people come watch our workouts all the time. And I think they're a little amazed with how simple they are, but it's, it's not a complicated thing. And again, we've been doing it so long. We've seen all the different trends come in and out in machinery and, you know, technology is awesome. It really is. It, it helps us measure things and really helps us. But at the end of the day, coaches and coaches know who's good and who's not good. So, you know, the, the, the proof is in the results in the game. If a guy's getting better, then they're getting better. So I think that, you know, that's what makes us different. And, and I really believe like our commitment, I, I watch, you know, six, seven basketball games a day, you know, and it, it's just understanding what's in there, what, you know, what, what the different patterns are now. I'm watching all my players minutes and, and then translating that into how to get them better. I saw you just a couple of years ago on a coaching you clinic that you did, and I had never heard of you before, but the first time I saw it, I knew that you were like, you're the real deal. And one of the things that you were able to do so well was to teach kind of those small details of the game. And, and so I, I do want to take some time now to break some of that player development down. And these are parts that you've already talked about and already alluded to and even used some of these words. But I saw uh, one place that you had, you had broken things down. You basically focus on five parts, the skill work, performance, nutrition, physical therapy, and mental. Those are all words that I'm sure coaches that are listening, they've heard those and they're not surprised by that. But from my observation, several of those categories that you've included, just for various reasons, we frequently ignore them or they're overlooked. And like you just said, sometimes it's just coaches will walk into a gym and they think skill development is, I teach them a bunch of drills and we do the three ball dribbling and we do stuff with cones. But what does that actually look like for you? So, I mean, if you want to start just with the skill work and kind of say what that is and what that, what maybe even a workout looks like, um, and then we can go from there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the five pillars, I think the first thing coaches have to understand is that, I mean, it's a classic, you know, I tell the story all the time of coaches, you know, the, the biggest thing in basketball is you got to get low, right? You got to get low on offense. You got to get low on defense. You got to get low to shoot the ball. You got to get low to beat your man off the dribble and help side. You got to get low. I mean, it all really boils down to you hear that in practices all the time. And what we found is that when you go do some physical testing on those players, most of them can't get low. You know, they don't have the flexibility or the strength to remain in the position the coaches are asking them to get in, you know, for that time. So this is just a specific example. So if you really break that down, now you have to look at the second pillar, which is strength and conditioning and figure out how to get that player low, how to change his body, how to put them in a position where they're able to do what the coach is asking them. Second thing is to take, you know, being low requires energy and, 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 you know, during the course of a practice, it's hard to stay low. So then the nutrition piece comes in, you know, have they eaten right? Have they got into the, the whole, you know, so it all boils down, it goes into the mental. And then when we talk about physical therapy, we're talking again about body mechanics, about injuries. Maybe they, maybe their knee is not moving properly. So I think that that's really something that coaches have to understand is that you have to break it down from the court backwards. And, and that's where the, the five pillars come in is that, yes, the results have to happen in the skills, but there's so many pieces to do it. So when we talk about skill work, I mean, you know, th there's not a lot of ways to shoot a jump shot in a drill. You know, you can fade, you can curl, you can, you know, we, we break it down in our video series that we offer. And there's basically four main cuts. You know, there's a, there's a curl, a fade, you know, a pop out cut and then a trail cut. Other than that, I mean, it's just a combination of those cuts. So 
you know, we, we break down the skill side, we get into footwork, you know, coaches talk so much about uh, footwork's important, Footwork it's all about footwork. You know, you go into the NBA guys, some of the, the great players, Paul Pierce, they're, they're masters of footwork. Uh, you know, when Paul played and guys today that just really, you know, Luka Doncic, obviously his footwork is amazing. His balance is amazing, but it doesn't just come from drill work. You got to train off the court. You got to eat right. You got to be in great shape. You got to get your legs strong. Um, you have to watch film, which, you know, we say the mental approach, that's that's studying the game. That's being prepared to train. So I just don't think you can you can separate any of them. So when we talk about skills, we talk about the basic skills, but let's not get crazy. You know, you're not going to dribble a tennis ball, throw it against the wall, grab it, throw the ball back to the coach, spin around and then shoot a shot. Let's let's shoot shots. We're going to shoot in the game, uh, maybe make it a little more challenging you know, over the dribble, over dribble the ball a little bit. You know, let's work on our ball handling. Nothing wrong with that. Stationary stuff, getting a handle on the ball. You know, if, if I asked a coach, if, you know, if you, and, and I, I always say this when I talk at clinics, so you may have heard me say that, is that if you gave me all your players and I made them, you know, better ball handlers, better shooters, and better passers, you can't tell me your offense, whatever you're running, is going to be better. The next question that I have is two-pronged. Is there anything that you've changed your mind on over the years and your skills training that's made a difference? And the second part is, is there anything in particular that you've done the same since day one and you say, I'm never going to change in the way that I do that? Uh, I'll answer the second part first. I mean, I think the commitment to footwork and balance is every is something we started with and I, I believed in early. And I think that, I don't say I was ahead of my time in a, in a, in a crazy way, but it, and I think that that whole, you know, guys with body control are the ones that are excelling in the game you can change speeds change directions great balance great footwork i mean that's been the staple of our training forever whether you're getting a rebound playing defense or scoring the ball um, i think that that's kind of where we we start from the ground up and really work the feet the footwork uh, and i don't think we'll ever change now say never but it's 20 years plus strong uh going with that i, I think the the first part is that i've been you know i think the volume and the amount of work we do i'm way more on the side now of giving guys, you know, a little bit, you know, less is more versus when we first started, I think I was trying to kill everyone, you know, that I was training. Uh, and I think that, you know, listen, trainers have an interesting job, not not so much me in, in a, with a pro, but you, know, you got to give the people their money's worth, right? And I think that, that that's something that we don't, we've, I've come away from that and saying, you know what, some days it's better just to shoot for 30 minutes and get recovery, because I know just for myself in the triathlon background that, you know, when you burn yourself into the ground then the sessions become counterproductive. So I think the biggest change that I've made is really the volumes and understanding how to, you know, schedule a month or, or a week or two months or an off season in a way that guys are way more fresh um, and, and way more uh, able to, you know, excel and, and continue to improve. Because if you, if you're overtrained, you're going to hit, you're going to hit a plateau and stay there at the same time. And I think we've gotten much better with that. You're a parent and you've been doing it a long time. And on that same note with the, the overtraining, do you feel like we're doing kids some sort of disservice now with the amount of whether it's travel teams and school teams and practices and et cetera? Is it, is it kind of become overkill? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think it has. And again, I went through it with my son and the, the tough part, even with my son is that, you know, you don't want them to miss anything because if you when you miss, they usually, I don't say get punished in a sense, but it, it doesn't do them any justice to miss. So you got to get in every tournament. You know, we've, we've heard parents ask us questions of how many, tra how many you know sessions is too many a week and how, how many kids have gone to, you know, a weekend and played six games in a weekend. It's ridiculous. You know, that last game is nobody wants to be there. All the kids are tired. So, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, 
it, the competitive nature of youth sports has driven parents to, you know, put them in more and more and more. And, you know, we, my, my son in high school was, you know, he's a, he was a good student doing homework till one in the morning, you know, because after weights and after I mean, the guy wasn't getting home till eight o'clock at night, you know, so you got to do your work. So now, now that's not to say it doesn't make him a better, I think he's more equipped to be successful in life because of that workload. But yes, from a basketball perspective, I wish that we could have, you know, we did some stuff with AAU. Uh, we did some stuff with some different organizations to try to educate parents that it's okay to miss a weekend tournament, you know, or it's okay to not train every day, you know, kids are getting shots up. And, but again, you know, you look at sports in general and you look at the amount of money being made at the top level, you look at the opportunity for a college scholarship that would save parents a ton of money. And you look at the, I guess the notoriety athletes get, not not even at the pro level, but even on the high school level and what it's like. I think that you know, the parents have taken it to another level. You know, I, I I was I was one of them and and a little bit different perspective than most of them, but I I lived amongst them, you know, for a while. So yes, I think the answer, Tony, to your question is yeah. I think we are doing them a little bit of a disservice. I think it's leading to more injuries. I think there's a smarter way to do it, but I I don't have a solution because the way that the AU I had a young man um, who I'm helping. He's a high school junior who's a top 100 player in the country. Send me his AAU schedule for the spring, and it was just packed every weekend, you know, with travel too, you know, Sacramento, this, there. I was like, geez, you know, I mean, it looked like a pro schedule. So, but it's just kind of what they're doing right now. So, you know, my job would be for the people I'm touching is to just really try to deliver that message that it's about the long haul, you know, not not just quickly. But it's tough. There's something to do every weekend, right? I mean. Something to do every weekend. Coaches are having something, open gyms. And who wants to miss open gym, right? You know, because you just can't, you know, because the coach will say, well, you weren't here for open gym, so you're not going to do it when really that kid should be resting or stretching or, or eating good. You mentioned the players that you've trained. And so I'm curious, just from your observations, you know, those high-level players, the best players in the world, is there, you know, two or three common characteristics that every single one of those guys has? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, a, I would say it's the same common characteristics if you took the top people in any field and the doctors, business people, whatever, teachers. And it's the, the first, I, I think, is, is an unbelievable commitment to consistency. Uh, you know, whether it's Garnett, you know, when Lowry became Lowry, other, you know, he was a five, six year guy, average guard in the league, and then he became a six time all star. It was a, it was a focus on his commitment and consistency to doing it all the time. You know, one thing I learned from Coach Knight that, and I learned many things from him is that, you know, what you do on the court, you do off the court and the other way around. So when you commit yourself and you're consistent in your lifestyle and you're consistent in your approach, that's going to result in results in your game in, in improvements in your game and getting to that legendary level, you know, that, that the Garnets and the Billups and the Lowry's. I mean, I see young guys like Porzingis uh, and his consistency is crazy. You know, every day he's doing the routine, every day he's committed to doing it. You know, he's, he's, He's planning his day around his training versus planning his training around his day, which is a big difference uh, in the great ones and the ones that aren't great. So we, I ask kids that all the time. I said, think about your days. I mean, you obviously got to go to school and all that when you're a kid, but do you plan your weekend days around your training or do you just train whenever you can around your other stuff? And that kind of signifies your your commitment to basketball. So, you know, that's it. Attention to detail for sure. And understanding that everything you do is important. You know, the, there was a workout I did many years ago when Kyle, I think Lowry was maybe a second or third year player. And I, I, he, he, he could tell the story better than me because he, he remembers it so well. I put him with Garnett 
and they were running pick and roll and Garnett was screaming at him, you know, about <laughs> his angle was off and he was, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of times you see trainers do pick and roll drills. The screen is not even in the right place. You know, the guy, doesn't, you know, so Kyle, he, Kevin was making Kyle set the cut up. No, go over here. I mean, screaming at him. And, and I can tell you, and Kyle will admit he was scared out of his mind, you know, because Kyle was a young guy and KG is, you know, he's a nuts, you know, he's awesome, but he's nuts. <laughs> And it's just, you know, those type of things that Kyle now does for Troy Brown and, and you know, who plays for the Wizards, who's a t- just turned 20 year old second year player who, you know, so they pass it down. But, yeah, I think consistency, uh, attention to detail, uh, you know, the ability to lock in and just work and, and understand that it's a it's a job. It's a it's a day. It's an everyday thing. It's not a every once in a while thing. And they're probably players in the NBA that were as talented as, as the superstars that I've had. Um, but just just, you know, and they had a great career, solid career, but just not that le- same level because they weren't able to get there. And, and you know, as I said, I, I'm totally sold that, you know, basketball is just a, a, a signal of life. So when you probably go in any business and you ask someone, you know, your top guys or gals here, what's their characteristic? I'm sure they're consistent. I'm sure they pay attention to detail. You know, obviously the work ethic is there. Um, but it's, it's great. And you know, what's funny, Tony, is that those guys and some of my guys are retired. They're still the same and they're successful in what they're doing. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. Al Harrington is a, you know, has a a business worth over a hundred million dollars. And Al was one of the hardest working guys, you know, his off season was harder than his season. You know, Chauncey Billups is, was just featured in franchise magazine. He's one of the biggest franchise guys, you know, with the junior Bridgman group and Chauncey's done stuff for his community. And obviously with the ESPN stuff and, you know, Tayshaun Prince, now is one of the higher ups with the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, it doesn't, it's no joke. And the way they approach their career is the same way they're approaching their post career, which is why they're successful. But yeah, I mean, look, I see, I see a Porzingis and I see a Troy Brown and I see these young guys, they have it, you know, they have what it takes. If the talent's there, which we think it is, they're going to get there. I think it's so obvious for those who have been in it to see that and observe that. But for some reason, I don't know if the coaches aren't communicating it enough to the players that the things that you just mentioned are the important things or if the kids are just ignoring it and they just think the skills are the most important thing. But it seems like the I've asked that question to several people and I, I get the same answers over and over. So before I let you go, can you share some of the offerings that you guys have there with Impact Basketball and maybe some ways that coaches can connect with you? Sure. Yeah, we have, I mean, on our, on our website, which is impactbball.com, we have, we have opportunities for kids to come. We have a summer program, which, you know, we call it a camp, but it's really not a camp. It's kind of the next level of camps. We, we basically train the kids, you know, usually ages like 11 through high school, end of high school. We train them like pros, you know, they do the nutrition piece, they do the strength and conditioning. They're in the same building with the guys I just talked about where they're, they're observing their work ethics and they're, you know, Lowry might come on the court right when the, right when these kids come off the court. So we only take about 30 kids a week and we make it a very small program. We do it all summer long. And that's at our Las Vegas uh, facility. We do offer some camps and, and things down at our Florida facility as well. We have an online uh, that, w- that we started as a, a certification, which, you know, you do get a certificate as an impact certified coach. And it's, it's about 13 hours of video that spans everything from on courts, all the things we talked about today, on court skill training. It, it even has segments where, if you're one coach and you have 20 kids to train and on a you know a spring workout, how to make the most of it, how to get them there. It has workouts you can do with mini bands to get lower body mobility, flexibility. Where a lot of these guys don't have big weight rooms and things that we're we're blessed to have. Um, it has a nutrition section. It has a 
an opportunity for coaches to look and see how to integrate player development in their season, you know, without losing time working on press and press breakers and zones and that type of thing, you know. So we really took a deep dive into player development and we have we have no interest in in what they're running. It's getting everything they're running better, getting every player in their system better. So, you know, it's something that uh, if you're a head high school coach, one of your assistants can do and and get through the video course and then you keep it forever and then they can run that segment in the off season of the program and and in season too. It talks about things some of the things I was talking about in coordinating volume so kids don't get worn down. You know, how much is too much? How many days a week to lift? Uh, you know, what can a freshman lift versus a senior lift? You know, parents are always concerned about when's too early to lift weights. So we have that. We have, you know, we just have training all year round. So if you have a week off in December, we're working. You know, so we, we do our pre-draft stuff, of course. We do our NBA stuff in the summer. We have international teams that come in. So our building all year round is just filled with training for, for people of every level. And it's, it's a different level of training. It's not for everyone. You know, it's uh, a lot of kids come and can't wait to come back. And a lot of kids come and can't wait to leave. You know, so it's just the, the, the kid who's, you know, might, might be a starter on the varsity. It might be a kid just trying to make the freshman team. It's somebody looking for a little bit of an edge and, and everything we do with impact, you know, in the, in the five pillars and, and all the things we, we apply to every kid in their age group. So um, all that stuff is yeah, it's on the website, and and we enjoy what we do. We we've stayed committed to the training part, right? We're not big, uh, you know. I, I'm not taking any particular shots, but you know, we're not Instagrammers and filming guys, and you know, inviting guys into our gym just to film video of them and then never train them again. I mean, the guys we train, we train. You know, I travel with them. I I, I you know, I watch their minutes on Synergy every night. And then the the young people that come into our building, it's not about it's about making, helping them leave the program with a different approach on how to train on how to really, the things we talked about, that mental, mental approach, the attention to detail, the, you know, do, you know, so many, everybody wants to be good, right? But it's just not that easy. And we're trying to deliver to young people. We know what it takes to be good because we've seen it at the highest level and we're just trying to deliver, deliver that message to you. So there's a ton of stuff going on. And, and again, we love what we do and, and every aspect of it. So from injury rehab all the way through, you know, getting guys ready to play in games. I'll be sure to include links to those things down in the show notes. So I'll get those from you and then we'll, we'll pass those along to the coaches. That's coach Joe Abunasar of impact basketball coach. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You got it. Thanks. A quick timeout podcast is brought to you by 323 sports. If you're looking for a team dealer with great prices, top of the line apparel and second to none customer service, then 323 sports has to be your choice. 323 Sports will do it right for you and your sports program. Visit 323sports.com or contact sales at 323sports.com to get in contact with a team rep today. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast, no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.